Hello everyone. Welcome to Switchcraft the Fingerboard Podcast. My name is Jana and this time I'm joined by someone who's very well known in the fingerboard community. Uh, say hello to my guest and uh, fellow German, uh, Nico Frank. Hey, what's up? Nice to be here. <laughs> yeah, uh, cool that you could make that happen. Um, yeah, so I think a lot of people know who you are. I think you're pretty much the uh, the modern equivalent uh, to Mike Schneider for a lot of people who are coming up, uh, which means like you're one of the first AC fingerboarding and doing all the cool stuff. Um, yeah, want to uh, first get to know you a bit or uh, know, know a few things about you. So uh, when did you pick up fingerboarding and how did you get first into it? Um, well, that's, that's uh, quite a while ago, actually. Um, I started fingerboarding 2007, in September, actually. And um, That's right after I left. Like, <laughs> yeah. I think like two months after I left the scene. Yeah, so you've been fingerboarding before and then stopped and then yes. started again? Yeah, uh, started 2001 and left the scene after Fast Fingers uh, 2007. That 2001 was, I was yeah. six years old back then. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm a few years older than you. I was like 13, uh, turning 14 back then. Yeah, sick. Well, nice. Yeah. Anyways, um, first off, thanks for the nice words in the beginning. <laughs> I don't know if I'm the, how did you say it, the equivalent of, of Mike? I don't know if that... Yeah, the, the modern sure. times equivalent. <laughs> but uh, thanks for that, first off. And um, getting back to your question. Um, yeah, 2007. And then there was a, a good friend of mine who was, I was sitting right next to him in school, actually. And he was playing around with tech decks. And then suddenly everyone was playing around with tech decks. And I was always like, dude, stop, stop playing around with these things. It's so annoying. <laughs> like, don't. Yes, do it. it is. <laughs> and then somehow I got myself my first tech deck do because there was like, um, there was a store called Catapult in my hometown, which was not the fingerboard store. I'm probably going to tell a bit more about that later on. Oh, it's okay. like a, a closing store before. Like they, oh, they, okay. they sold streetwear and all that kind of stuff and tech decks <laughs> and it was the only store in my hometown that had tech decks and everybody in my school went there and got tech decks and suddenly he, this guy like mike was his name too he was selling like shitloads of tech decks and um, yeah i was one of the last guys walking into the store getting myself a tech deck but i did and somehow i always kind of yeah was striving to get certain on a certain level with the things I, things I do. I, I don't know if mm -hmm. I can say it like that, but yeah, I was, I was really competitive when I was young, I would say. So I was uh, literally sitting around at home, fingerboarding all the time. And, and that was at a time where I was riding BMX actually from like six years as being a six year old to like 13 year old. And when I was 12, I needed to stop riding BMX because my elbow uh, stop working at that point. <laughs> oh. And then that was the winter where I started fingerboarding actually, and then didn't really stop doing so. So yeah, that, that's kind of my story. Started making videos. Were you already <laughs> interested in skateboarding back then? No, I actually started fingerboarding first and then half a year later, oh, really? I, yeah, half a year later, because I needed to stop riding BMX. I was like, okay, well then let's go skateboarding. <laughs> 
And yeah. was it that you immediately knew that people were doing tricks on a fingerboard? Because a lot of people, when they first have a fingerboard in their hand, in their hand, they just like smash on it and watch it fro uh, like sail around the room. Yeah, well, I I had the privilege to have a computer or a laptop at pretty early age. Like I had my first laptop when I was like twelve or something. So mm -hmm. the first thing I was doing when I, I saw all these guys playing around with fingerboards was like literally typing in youtube.com and then look up for fingerboard videos and then I saw like the first Black River videos like the Elias video for example at the I don't know what was it like a G6 park fingerboarding at night or something this super famous video from Elias that was one of those videos and then Nick Herzog back in the days and all yeah. these guys and Nick, Nick Herzog was the first real styler to the, he he is the reason why I'm fingerboarding like I'm fingerboarding today like literally like yeah, 80%, I, I, 80 I, I always uh, I always thought that and I yeah. uh, I always uh, mix mix you two up because it's always like Nick no no Nico no uh, which one <laughs> <laughs> but Nick, Nick Nick's hands are like made for fingerboarding in my opinion it's crazy <laughs> it's like a beautiful hand like it looks so awesome yeah <laughs> yeah cool and yeah you mentioned that uh, the catapult later on became something different uh if you yeah, want yeah. to talk about that yeah exactly so As I, as I said, like Mike was selling a lot of fingerboards and then he also had the first Black River Rams. And then in December 2007, he made like a workshop where I first met Martin Winkler and, and Nick Herzog back in the days and Daniel Duoku. Uh, these three oh, yeah. guys. That's the yeah. name I hadn't heard in a while. Yeah. <laughs> Daniel was living back in Munich back then, I think. And he was hanging around with Martin and, and Nick and all these guys. And I saw them mm -hmm. in person. And then Mike also bought like a G5 park, I think, and had this workshop. And all the kids from my hometown went there. And then I saw like Nick fingerboarding for the first time. I was like, holy crap, what's going on there? These guys can do like nolly flips. Holy shit. And then uh, that that was the point where I was like super hooked. And Mike, the, the owner of the store, was like selling a lot of these Black River Rams and then there was literally the point where he was selling more fingerboard stuff than clothing. And that was the reason I think I'm not quite sure to this day, but that was probably the reason why he said, okay, I'm going to do an, another store. And then he rented like a second place. And that was the catapult broken bone store, which was then second floor, all these parks and the, the little street line on the side. And then downstairs was like, the storefront with all the ramps and gear and all that kind of stuff. And I was literally hanging around there from Wednesday to Saturday. That was the opening times of the store always with uh, the catapult crew, like Bene, Fabio, Dani, all these guys. And uh, yeah, that was like four to five years of my life, like fingerboarding all day, Wednesday to Saturday, making videos. Basically, basically how we do it in Berlin uh, <laughs> yeah. today. Like yeah, just... us, us, us like Berlin locals, we... Like when we have nothing better to do when during times where we can actually go out, yeah, we just hang out at the store. Yeah, it was insane. Like, create crazy stuff. Change changed my life. Like literally, it's crazy. Yeah, I can can imagine. Uh, do you know how long you've been fingerboarding at that point? Uh, when the store opened, like six, yeah. seven, seven, eight months or something. I think it opened. Okay, so in, you in... so you basically saw like. A bunch of very good people at a very early stage of your 
Absolutely. snowboarding journey. Yeah, like Nick and Martin after two months, two months after I started, I, I couldn't even nollie and switch ollie. Like when I saw Nick doing like nollie flips and nollie heel flips and stuff like that, I was like, holy crap, what, what's going on there? And that, then I was hooked. <laughs> yeah, I think I, uh, like it took a good three years, I think, uh, for the first time I actually went to a contest and met other fingerboarders. Yeah, yeah. I think that's also the reason why, uh, like, I, I, I saw it, not just on YouTube, but like in person talking to mm. these guys. And then we were like five kids, like, as I said, the whole catapult crew, as people knew it back in the days. And we were playing game of skate all day and learning super yeah. fast. And I think that's the same like, what uh, we do in Berlin now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's like, um, yeah, it's, it's different if you have people around you that are yeah, better you, you, or, you know, you get, uh, you get good so, so fast. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I always say you you only get good when there's someone better than you around you. Mm-hmm. Like uh, playing games of skate against people who are better than me at fingerboarding helped me improve so much. Yeah, yeah. And we were playing game of skate all day long when we were kids, like 14-year-olds 14 14 year in, in the store and all the parks. Oh, man, what a good time. Oh. Yeah, I can, can, can imagine. <laughs> yeah. So... um. Who were, uh, like, are some of the locals from back then still around? Or are you, like, the only one surviving in the fingerboard scene? Uh, Actually, pretty funny question. Like, last year, I think um, maybe you saw it, like, the new Bondage video. Yes. There is, um, like, three of those guys in the video. Like, Bene, Fabio, and then... Oh, no, it's it's just two guys. Yeah. But... um, they're still ripping at some point, like maybe not as active as me or not maybe mm. making so much videos, but they're still out there and I still see them at some point here and there. And yeah, last year we had the trip to, to the Ozzy Berlin store and then made the video. Mm-hmm. So the old times, uh, yeah, it, it was awesome. <laughs> nice. Yeah, that's that's really cool to hear that you're, you're all still writing today and friends with a lot of those people. Yeah, I, I don't see them as much anymore. There was like a, I would say like a four to five year break in between. But they still like, they almost went to every Fast Fingers though. Like just two or three of them, um, three years of them, they, they didn't went there. But yeah. Crazy. That's that's a lot of events Yeah, in between them. Yeah, I only went to, to a couple because, yeah, I had like a nine year break and now they don't exist like that frequent anymore as they used to i i'm i'm pretty positive it's it's going to happen again after the pandemic is over i think um, yeah it's good it looks good (laughs) (laughs) yeah um and you mentioned uh filming back then uh like filming a lot Mm -hmm. Uh, was then was that when you first like uh had your first experience with filming and with uh, filmmaking because it's quite a difference writing for yourself or playing games of skate against others and actually filming stuff. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So I had my first camera also in 2007, I think, and it was on tape. It was in times where YouTube was like ratio four to three. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah, I was I was capturing my first couple clips from a mini DV camera and then editing on 
magics on like a super old computer and all that kind of stuff just because of fingerboarding yeah so that's where it all started actually so and then pretty much never stopped making videos and, and editing and all that kind of stuff <laughs> yeah and you you mentioned before that uh nick Herzog was a huge inspiration for Absolutely. your style and i think like watching your stuff on instagram today it's pretty much synonymous with like a uh like a stylish way to ride and like a unique way to film that a lot of people uh try to emulate um when did you uh develop that sort of writing or uh, or filming and was it like a big change for you like did you have to change your style to look more appealing or was it like that that style just came natural to you no absolutely not natural at all it was literally all nick's fault like i was like 80 trying to be like him when i was like a 13 14 year old it, it, he also i was talking to nick about that and he told me he always tried to be like martin <laughs> so we're basically all like martin dinkler you know so basically we're all like martin <laughs> yeah no but it was it was definitely a huge influence was nick for sure And then Elias too, a little bit. There were a couple yeah. of guys that really influenced the way how I fingerboard. And then there was like a, I think after like three years of fingerboarding, there was like a little shift where more skateboarding influenced my fingerboarding because I saw or I started I started seeing fingerboarding more like a like a imitation of skateboarding more and more. Mm. And more. The more the deeper I got into skateboarding the more I understood the physics of skateboarding, the more I wanted to copy it. And then I started developing my own kind of style, I would say. Like it took like four, it was like three to four years of imitating. And then with getting deeper into skateboarding, I started to kind of just do it my own way. And I was still using my fingerboard, like Nick pretty much, but it got like my own little extra, I would say. Yeah, your own spin on it. Yeah, yeah. I think that's like kind of the, the the way how my fingerboarding developed and today I'm, i'm literally not not caring anymore my fingerboarding changes a little bit here and there suddenly like two years ago i started like cropping my thumb and i couldn't really tell why i just started doing it it's like or like uh, like stretching out my my tiny my little finger <laughs> your pinky yeah, yeah the pinky finger exactly um it's like it's 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 changing over time but i can't really explain why it's just uh It's just uh, moving. <laughs> It's... Yeah, a couple of years ago, I switched from a stretch string and pinky finger to like completely tucked, and now I like I don't move them at all when riding now. Like, yeah, not from not landing like anything, but yeah, I I remember that being like a big struggle. That's why I asked if you if it was a big struggle for you adjusting to a different style. No, it, it was pretty easy. Like Im imitating was not a problem. Like okay. that was that was always not that huge of a problem. But it's like I, I remember back in the days, I I, I didn't wanted to say that I'm doing it. I, I always <laughs> was like, oh, no, that's like my personal style. And today I'm like, dude, come on, it's all Nick. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty funny. Yeah. And uh, when did you uh, develop your filming style? Because uh, like. You film like really close to uh, to your fingerboard, and this is like pretty much common with a lot of people in Instagram now. And I think 
a lot of that is attributed to your videos because yeah mm. I, I think you were one of the first who started doing that a lot well so i remember back in the days my choice the camera I, i was choosing back in the days i was always asking people you know what's the right camera and here and there but within the past couple of years i i kind of understood how cameras work like shutter speed what's with the mm -hmm. aperture what's with iso and white balance and all that kind of stuff and frame rates and what do i need and so i developed kind of my own kind of view on on what i need to make fingerboard videos and what fisheye is good what not and i was just kind of looking into it and then started creating my own style but the the close-up videos to be honest mm -hmm. i saw their keyframe tracked i don't know if you know that but i filmed oh, them no from, no no i didn't it's a little bit from far away you know and then mm -hmm. afterwards in post i keyframe tracked the clip so yeah that, that sounds like a lot of work no it's not that much work it's super easy yeah. in premiere yeah, yeah i think if you know what you're doing it yeah gets, yeah gets yeah yeah sure and, and that idea i got from um andre like i don't know what's his instagram what's his instagram <laughs> you know that no it's like um petite skate is that, is oh yeah that? yeah uh yeah petite skate yeah yeah that homie i saw that yeah. he was keyframe tracking from from portugal right yeah i think so and he was yeah. keyframe tracking and then i was like damn but he was using like a super shitty camera and i had like a sony at home which was like 120 frames per second and super good autofocus that is important too and i got like a super nice lens for it which is super clear and all that kind of stuff and i was like hmm, if i'm gonna do it with that autofocus and then just get a little bit closer i got super good clips and then i saw which was pretty in interesting that the algorithm really liked these these kind of videos because we, people were watching it over and over again and if there is one thing that the algorithm likes then it's watch time and if you have like a single clip that is average like the average watch time is like 400 because everybody's watching it four times in a row that's mm -hmm. that's like a sign for for the algorithm where it's like damn that needs to be nice content let's let's put it out there <laughs> yeah. that's why these videos get viral effects as a little yeah, and you uh you now uh, like do something uh similar to that as a job uh with social media right mm, yeah yeah mostly but like oh damn that's a long story so um <laughs> after after i think i'm gonna uh, need, i need to get back in time i started making videos as a job when i was like I don't know, in, in school actually with 17 and then I had a job here and there and, and did this and, and that stuff and then I had an online shop and then I stopped the online shop two years later and then I had like the, a little agency where I was doing like social media work for other companies and then yeah stopped making videos in like uh, 2018 or something and now I'm just doing consulting work for online shops actually so There's still a lot of social media work, but I'm not filming anymore as, as mm -hmm. a job because it's just, it's just, I have this YouTube channel, like uh, a different one, not the fingerboard one, more like a storytelling one. It's, it's called Frank POV. I don't know if you've seen that one. And, and that no, takes like, so. that takes like super much energy. And I, because of mm -hmm. my work, I, I couldn't even make videos for this YouTube channel. And if, if I'm now filming as as work too, I think, um, yeah, that would not be that good. And it's it's too much of a passion for me that I, yeah, need need or want to earn money with that. And and that's kind of the 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 
current situation, I would say, if that makes yeah, sense. I, I don't know. It's yeah, complicated. I, I, <laughs> I totally get that. Because yeah. uh, I see a lot of people uh, developing skills via fingerboarding and then making that as a job and eventually losing their hobby. And that's something like I, uh, I have yep. a bunch of different hobbies as well. And one of my biggest hobbies is uh, playing Magic the Gathering semi-competitively. And I've seen so many people starting shops and like selling online and mm -hmm. all of them eventually stop playing because you're around that hobby like 24-7. Yeah. yeah. And even with people like TKY, you see them riding less and less because they basically lost their hobby. Yeah, for sure. That's that's like a that's that's something I learned too. Like, as I said, if it's I always compare it to like a like a cook. You know, if 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 a cook is working in a restaurant all day long, making meals and that for eight to nine hours, even more. Like being a cook is mm. probably a huge pain in the ass. It's like super yep. stressy work, you know. And if if this cook gets home. Do you think he's gonna cook something for himself because he has fun doing so? I mean, there's probably people that are like so passionate about it that it's like all of their life. But for me personally, I needed to choose work or yeah. or passion, and I choose passion and started yeah. earning money with different things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When uh, like I work as a web developer, and when I'm done uh, with work and need like an internet site for anything. I can't be bothered to code that myself because I do that every day for work. So I just yeah do it as fast and easy as possible and don't really bother with it. Yeah. Actually, uh, there's just one exception where I'm a little bit helping out, but not for huge amounts of money. So don't, don't worry. And, but that is Black River. <laughs> so like, yeah. because Martin and Denise and, and the whole company, I just... Yeah, I have uh, Black River is something where I'm like, I have to, I'm so thankful for Martin and Denise and all these guys like bringing all this stuff into my life that mm. literally I was, I was sitting with, with Martin, like the boss from, from Black River in, in Black River City at some point. And I was just saying like, dude, you are one huge part that kind of changed my life because without Black River, Same for me. Same for me. without Black River, a lot of things like nothing would be like it is today for me it's it's super crazy like probably maybe a little bit different maybe it would be like awesome too i don't know but um i'm I'm just like i know that i have certain skills where i can help black river and where i can mm -hmm. help grow the scene and help make fingerboarding better and and get it to people where i know they they kind of have a misconception of what fingerboarding really is and all that kind of stuff and and because i know i can do it I'm helping out because I kind of feel like that's my, I need to do it. Like if there's anything I can help with at Black River and in general in fingerboarding, I'm, I'm always doing it, always trying to give something back, you know, and that is, that is a little, uh, yeah, exception on where I'm still doing videos here and there um, on a, let's say work basis, but it's, it's, it's more like a passion project for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you, you're making my work so much easier today because uh, this is one of the topics I wanted to talk to you about. <laughs> um, yeah, I think a lot of people listening uh, saw the, let's call them commercials you did for uh, Black River where you basically explain 
fingerboarding and uh, show show a few basics and a few more advanced things. Um, yeah, uh, can you tell me a little bit how that came to happen? Because I think that's the first time I I saw something that was like produced as a commercial type thing that's not aimed at the scene. Because there have been things that were done for the scene or things for other uh, like nothing to do with fingerboarding that incorporated fingerboarding like the uh like the tv uh at ad thing uh, tky film for the edeka like 15 years ago but i never seen like a an advertisement f for fingerboarding for non-fingerboarders yeah yeah that that's a pretty interesting fact and it's nice that you kind of saw that it's for fingerboarders and for non-fingerboarders too and um i think yeah i saw that potential you know and um i went to black river city and then uh yeah we, we made a couple tutorials for beginners we made a couple videos and then in that process i was actually like all right now we're here at the moment so we could basically maybe also do this and that and this and that and then we made like <laughs> eight or nine videos within one day or something We were like in, in the company and like making one video after another. And it must have been a long day. Yeah, it was awesome. It was great. I was uh, filming with Martin and Martin is a super good filmer too. And he knows how things need to look like. And, and he's an awesome guy anyways. Like, yeah, was, a lot of people don't yeah. know that about Martin. Like back in the day, he was the one filming everything for every uh, pissing fingers. And uh, was the one with the camera at every event, uh, taking pictures and yeah. yeah, Martin is awesome. Martin, Wait. Martin is like one of a kind. He's like a super passionate guy who always tries to literally like a lot of people don't know, but he's always giving his best shot on on making stuff and and creating mm. and, and having ideas and and bringing them into action and. That's awesome. I love that about Martin. Yeah. It's it's imagine like he, he started Black River like how long is it ago? Twenty five years or something? I, I think ninety eight or ninety nine. Yeah, so crazy. yeah, like twenty three years ago. Yeah. yeah, and and now having like this pretty pretty awesome company is is it's just a huge amount of work and and what he did and all the kind of stuff that goes so much into it behind the curtains that nobody really sees and and just gotta mm -hmm. gotta gotta appreciate that at some point yeah it's uh, <laughs> it, it's a lot of work yeah that goes goes unnoticed and and a lot of things where you just need to make decisions sometimes and yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly and, and that was the reason why um yeah why I'm, i'm always visiting martin at black river city and also denise and all the guys over there shout out at this point and then i'm trying to just support them and what they do and um mm -hmm. yeah Uh, since I'm like a lot in in marketing, like I I'm as I said, I'm just doing online shops, and Black River is an online shop too. Yeah. I, I always said like the the past couple of years, I I don't want to mix like friendship with my work, but I started like just helping out a little bit, and then uh, getting the right people into this, and and how to structure all all this kind of stuff, and and what kind of Uh, messages do we want to spread and how do we get people into fingerboarding and then yeah I, we made this this one video where i was like fingerboarding is not a toy and, and screw those plastic things and all that kind of stuff <laughs> that was actually like a hundred percent improvised it was like i was like okay let's let what, what's like the the number one thing you always hear people say about fingerboarding 
from people like that don't get it. And then I was like writing down just like 10 facts or something. And I was like, okay, let, let's film this, that, and this, and that. And then we have like a one minute video where we just bust all these myths about fingerboarding. <laughs> like, yeah, get people in there. And it works super good. Like, um, yeah, it, it's just awesome. I, we can literally see how this affects the scene since, you know, there, there's a lot of things happening in the background and we can literally mm -hmm. see how, how fingerboarding is growing because of content like this, like showing people that fingerboards are not just plastic, that it's not yeah. just throwing around like a tiny skateboard. It's, it's way more than that. And also like this community thing. It's like, I mean, we are all fingerboarding, like not just because of fingerboarding, we're fingerboarding because there's like so many awesome people in the scene. Like it's, it's yeah. crazy. Like all these events and the community and the culture and skateboarding, I mean, skateboarding and fingerboarding, in my opinion, is kind of the same, you know, and uh, yes. people need to understand that. And if you can systemize this process of getting someone that doesn't know what fingerboarding is into realizing how awesome it is, makes fingerboarding bigger, makes the community bigger. And, and that's kind of what I try to help them out with. Yeah, that that's pretty and, good. <laughs> and uh, I, I also really like... I, I worked in marketing firms uh, for like since 2007, so mm -hmm. for like 14 years now on and off. So I, I also know a bit about marketing. And uh, the thing that uh, really stuck out to me was that it was pretty much the perfect time to do something like that. Because like we all know, a lot of people picked up fingerboarding during the pandemic because yeah, it's a hobby you can do at home on your desk, and even like if you have anything to do with boards, you eventually stumble up upon fingerboarding. And I've I thought it was the the perfect time to do something that's a bit more broader and a bit more a bit less focused on the scene itself. Exactly, and and that's kind of I don't know what's the English word for Verantwortung. <laughs> a responsibility exactly my i thought it's like my responsibility to 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 exactly that since i knew i can kind of do it so i just did and with black river in combination that's that's just awesome yeah. you know that's uh yeah yeah <laughs> i i see it pretty much as the extension of uh what they did back when i was first around uh when they started uh getting black river parks into a lot of skate shops like back then that helped a lot raising or bringing people uh, into fingerboarding. And this is basically the modern day equivalent where it's less about uh, physical stores and more about, yeah, focusing about uh, like doing stuff online. Yeah, for sure. And there's also one awesome part about that. And that is data. Actually, I can, mm -hmm. I can just see like the exact math behind growing the scene and that is yeah. that is pretty crazy if you if you have a little bit of understanding how the math works in online marketing and then that in combination with a little bit of creativity and understanding your audience that is like uh, a huge shift in every online shop actually like all of my clients everything i do with them before i start doing any sort of campaigns or any sort of ads is just understanding what the people really want and what words they use and what problems and what kind of yeah things they're like doing in their 
day by day, you know? And and if yeah. you understand that, that is like a huge thing actually. And it was always just like a core scene thing. Like Black River was just like core scene comparing yes. like comparing it to Tech Deck, for example. And now Black River is, is starting to get to a point where we can all together, like, and, and that's the, that's also a very important point. We all can like, it's, it's our responsibility to make fingerboarding bigger, you know, it's, it's in mm. all in our hands because people get inspired by other people showing people how fingerboarding is, what it's all about, you know, and, and if you can like put that into like numbers and show it and, and you can see that fingerboarding is growing with, with like data that's like super awesome and that works like to this day and that is super insane if you think about it that way like if you all like put our powers together like the Aussie Berlin shop as a local shop Black River and, and Mike in the States and Nash from sorry for fingerboarding as also yeah. responsibilities like all these guys and also Asia and Australia if you all like understand this very thing like and put all the powers together we could grow fingerboarding like to a level where it's like super awesome where we could even start talking about having like the world championships or like some sort of online competitions like the battle at the gram for example on mm. like a super professional level like really yeah. like imagine like people playing darts and, and people watch it online and start screaming 180 and, and all that kind of stuff Why I, I've been watching like pro, uh, pro gaming and other and like playing like people playing physical magic the gathering cards yeah like I've been watching that for like 10 years plus on uh, twitch and all the incarnations that came before twitch and always thought that that's something we can really step up like trying to figure out a good way to broadcast a contest is like a thing I would would like to like to help or like to bring to the community eventually. Yeah, so if if there's anybody listening, I mean there's this homie from Argentina, Mauro, I don't know if you know him. Yeah, of course I know Mauro. You know Mauro? Yeah, he's like a he's like a he's amazing. Yeah, he can code <laughs> and stuff. And I was talking to him like Yeah, he's the... he's also a web developer. Yeah, exactly. And he was already like programming some sort of stalaton thing or something. And yeah, I was... he, he did, but yeah. Yeah, it, it's just super difficult because you need a, a huge concept and all that kind of stuff. But if if anybody is like there's like so much potential and all that kind of stuff if if yeah. you if you were able to like stream a, a legit event where people understand fingerboarding onto youtube and twitch and all that kind of stuff that would be so insane yeah like that would be yeah, so like insane. i i always uh, dreamed of because we already have uh, people with microphones doing commentating mm -hmm. and just feeding that into uh into a computer having like a bunch of different cameras and someone who cuts between the cameras and having the audio feed in i think that would be such a cool way to uh, to bring fingerboarding to a bit more professional level but it's also a huge pain in the ass which is why it hasn't been done before yeah it could it could be simpler actually so i was thinking about like having a, a page where people for example log into with their phones and then it's just game of skate for example and then you have like a page where you can log in with like this the, the companies as like uh, the sponsors with all their team riders and then you have like some sort of scoring system so you you play, for example, I play against uh, Mike like Schneider. Season thing. Yeah, yeah, some sort of 
th- that kind of stuff. Like, for example, some someone who's not, you know, started fingerboarding two years ago has like there's like different rankings on the page and if you play yeah. against someone who's in a higher rank and you win you get like more points for your personal ranking and then you could like just lock in people play game of skate and then have like some sort of ranking system and teams with the sponsors and all the kind of stuff that's what i was thinking about yeah. or like a styloton um mm. format you know that somebody yeah, and voting like like a, a ranking like that is actually something I'm really familiar with because that's uh, like basically how Magic the Gathering tournaments work. Yeah. And you have uh, have people uh, calculating tiebreakers in their head and being like, okay, I I need to do this and this, and then I can do I can lose whatever I want, and I I still am like at the top of the tournament at the end end of the day, and my percentage goes up like. 25 percent is if i lose uh in the next two rounds and so yeah there yeah. could be a uh, like there are already systems for uh for those kinds of things yeah exactly it's just i'm not quite sure if if you want to like score fingerboarding in that way because then it starts to get like super competitive and i don't know if that's like matching up with the culture of fingerboarding that much mm. but the idea itself is super crazy i mean but that's yeah. that's always happening if you look in, into skateboarding and like street league and now the olympic games next year maybe yeah. it, it's getting competitive at some point but at the same time it's it, it's still and i hope so that even though there's olympics and all that kind of stuff that the core of the scene and the culture still stays the way it is and i think fingerboarding is also able to do that yeah yeah like uh, my my dream for uh, for like world championships always has been to do like events at the at the same time across like two or three continents and have the same park uh, <laughs> everywhere and then ha- like yeah just have people from Germany playing in a final against someone from the states like in like actually in their respective continents yeah that would be so awesome <laughs> yeah um. But uh, another thing uh, you mentioned earlier when you uh, talked about that you feel like it's a, a responsibility to teach, um, you've been compared to uh, this fingerboard generation's uh, Tyler Rosenbauer, who, <laughs> uh, for everyone who's a bit newer to fingerboarding, he did a bunch of tutorials uh, for the Disney Channel uh, a couple of years back. And yeah, you're basically this generation's Tyler Rosenbauer. Uh, do you look at because uh, I I know you've done tutorials for the Black River thing, right? Yeah, yeah, like the new ones uh, on the day we were filming. As I said, yeah, th- yeah. those were my like first tutorials. I think, yeah. <laughs> D- did you look at other people's tutorials first, or did you basically know what you wanted to teach to people or how you wanted to teach? Yeah, no, not at all. And I, I also that that's pretty funny. Like when I when we were filming the tutorials, I realized that it's not that easy to kind of do it. I was I was literally it's so hard. Yeah, yeah, it's not that easy. But I, I figured if if I just take a piece of paper and then write down step one, two, three, four, five, and then maybe put a little bit extra in there because I don't want it to explain it in a way where like I know okay, put your finger here and there and then just do ollie. There's a couple extra things and. Uh, what I what I at least did with fingerboarding is I always thought about the way I do tricks quite a lot. Like for example, if I would do like a switch hard flip tutorial, I know that there's like some certain hack to it. 
like a switch hard flip, for example, is not that hard if you just imagine doing a switch frontside flip and I just quickly turn your hand back. And, and yes. those informations, yeah, you know, that, that's like what I missed in, in a lot of tutorials back in the days because I was still trying to figure out the trick like on my own at the end. You know, I saw mm -hmm. how it works. I saw it works and I was like practicing, but there's like a little tiny hint on every trick. And that was like the, the little extra something I wanted to put in there. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it was kind of improvised. Yeah. I just wrote down a couple of things and then we just went for it. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I watch a lot of tutorials for uh, juggling since I got back into juggling a while ago. Mm -hmm. And uh, there's one YouTuber, like she's really good at always making sure to put in things that can go wrong. Because uh, a lot of times yeah. when I'm learning something, it's like something is going wrong. I know it's going wrong, but I don't know why. And yeah, a how to not fuck it up list. Yeah, that's all. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's always really helpful. If you're like, if this happens, then place your finger in a different position. Yeah, awesome. Like that. Yeah, that's actually what I do with my uh, online shop clients too. Like, they always get like a, a list of failures I I saw in the past. I'm always mm -hmm. like, you look at this, like a design for design, for example. You know, not everybody is able to have like this perspective on how things need to look like. And I'm always mm -hmm. like, here's a 20 step list on how to not fuck it up <laughs> it's like a super awesome way on, on how to teach stuff to people yeah yeah i i actually need to do pretty much exactly that uh for work at the moment to uh as a guide for our designers uh to yeah sick nice avoid classical errors in web design <laughs> yeah um yeah uh I would now transition to a different part uh, of the interview that I do with uh, all of my guests. Yeah. Um, I uh, have uh, a few rapid fire questions prepared and I want to go uh, through them with you on a like normal pace. I always say I try to go through them quickly and I'm, and then I'm the one ending up rambling all the time so yeah <laughs> i'm also not the best on like short answers <laughs> i was trying to i got i get so many thoughts and then i always try to like explain them all at once <laughs> yeah no worries we we take it as much time as we yeah, want to okay uh, so what's the favorite wheel Ooh, that's a good question but i'm still like using plastic wheels all the time it doesn't really care if it's flat face or winklers but yeah, mm -hmm. I, I also have like um, oak wheels on my cruiser setup. I have like a bow bow setup. That, that's quite the spectrum. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, but but <laughs> if I'm like using my regular fingerboard, I need plastic wheels, like the flat face G flat face G4s or like the the classic Winklers. Yeah. Yeah. At the moment, I have G4s. I think from when I was at Mike's place the last time, I still got them. Like two years or something already. Yeah, they're mm -hmm. good. <laughs> Um, and what's your favorite deck and shape? Oh, I I'm still using like uh, my Preet and uh, it's uh, 32 millimeter and it's the, who I don't know the shape. I'm always telling Mar uh, uh, Peter, like uh, the owner of Preet, I need like the same shape again <laughs> because then I'm like always, uh, I'm like um, never crash a running system. And so that's the reason why I always use my fingerboard for like, one and a half to two years all the time because in the end for me at least i don't need to set up new fingerboards all the time i'm, I'm fine with having one good setup that just works and, and i can fingerboard and 
you know, muscle memory, in my opinion, is a huge thing in fingerboarding. If you change yeah. your setup all the time, it changes the way on how you fingerboard, and you need to mm. you need to like it or or not. But I'm, yeah. I'm more like you know, I needed the the one way, and so I've been always using this one shape pretty much since. Yeah, you're you're uh, pretty much famous for riding a deck when I c would consider it being dead. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Because I mean, I I always have one main setup, uh, but I do try things all the time. But mm. it's it's a bit of both worlds because I usually like I I've been riding the same shape for like one and a half years now, and before I wrote the same shape two years. Like I always go back to the same stuff, but I like trying out things. Yeah, yeah. I mean that that's awesome. I like trying out new things. When I remember like back in the days when I started fingerboarding, I remember where I was like, dude, this shape is so sick. I, I can fingerboard so much better with that and it looks so much cooler and all stuff. But today right. I'm like, mm, I don't care anymore. <laughs> it's just fingerboarding. <laughs> yeah, it was was a bit surprising a couple of years ago when you ran over your fingerboard with your car that you oh, didn't damn, continue yeah. riding it after that. Yeah, yeah. No, I was not riding it afterwards. It, it cracked. It literally cracked. Yeah. Like, but the 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 crazy part about it is, like, a, a car ran over it, and the the fingerboard itself cracked, like the pre cracked, but like the trucks didn't crack. Like a car ran over my Blackford trucks, and the trucks didn't crack. They bend it like a little bit, but they didn't crack. Mm -hmm. and that's pretty crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Um, what's your favorite trick in flat? Uh, I'd say tray flip, switch flip. Or I'm, uh, yeah, I think I would go with the switch flip. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's also a go-to for me. Yeah. And what's your favorite trick on an obstacle? <sighs> that's a good question. I'm always doing like, if, if I start fingerboarding, I'm always doing like a couple of switch flip front crooks and then I'll kick flip front feebles and then everything that is like pinched. I don't know. Mm. I, I like pinching my tricks because then it feels like skateboarding the most. And so everything like yeah. crookets, feeble grinds. Yeah, that's, that's the tricks I like. And uh, what's your favorite song right now? Ooh, gotta ask. And as ever, I probably haven't heard of it. Um, <laughs> right now, like you want to hear the song which I'm listening to right now? Yeah, sure. Your Actually, favorite like, song right now? In Spotify, I need to I need to open up Spotify real quick. Wait, <laughs> hold up. My 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 good friend and uh, employee Moritz is sitting right next to me, and he's he's looking up for the track real quick. It was in my mix of the week, like two weeks ago or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it's running right now. Do you hear it? Barely. <laughs> Barely. Okay, can you shut down the music again? Stop. No, don't don't put it louder. No. <laughs> yeah, it's What's it called? called? It's called um, uh, Switch. Switch by B-I-I-G, right? Big Pig. Big Pig. B-I-I-G-P-I-I-G. Big Pig and Switch. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like I thought I never heard of that before. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I'm always trying to train my Spotify algorithm. I don't know if you know it, but it's the same like in social media. Your mix of the week, week is always like, it's getting better the more you train the algorithm on how 
diversified your music is that you're listening to. And so I'm always getting like super cool tracks in my mix of the week. It's like a nice. I, I never use that function. Like I, I have like playlists for different genres that I listen to. And then I just throw on like my melodic death metal playlist for like <laughs> yeah, it's, 10 it's... hours or my, uh, <laughs> I don't know, black and fresh uh, playlist or a ska playlist or whatever yeah yeah if you have just like one certain genre that you're listening to most of the time it's it's not that nice but i'm listening to like so much different stuff because i mm. just love music and then it's nice to get like this inspiration from yeah for me it's just AI. a couple of genres and yeah um uh what's your uh favorite obstacle mm. I got those marble planters. I think you saw them probably in one of my videos, maybe if you looked into it, like with the grass in the middle. And it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's yeah. marble and it's just super nice feeling. It's like, <laughs> it's awesome. Uh, outdoor or indoor fingerboarding? Indoor, definitely. I, I like going out there at some point. We got Patentamt in Munich, which is like a super famous spot. But yes, I, I think a lot of people have seen it, even though they don't know the name of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but definitely indoor. I'm like, I need perfect surface and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, tricks work how I want them it to work. <laughs> br brings me to the next question. What's the favorite surface? Uh, concrete, wood or granite? Mm, or marble? Mm, depends on what kind of concrete. But if it's good concrete, then concrete. And then wood afterwards i would say but yeah i would say concrete uh nolly switch regular or fakie mm, switch uh do you have any hobbies outside of fingerboarding oh <laughs> quite a lot actually um so one thing i mean yeah making videos for sure that's like one thing and then skateboarding and then after like the pandemic started i was getting into like um I was getting into looping there's I, I bought myself like a rc505 loop station because i was, yeah, I, was cool. I was beatboxing like my whole life under the shower all the time and so i started like looping my beatboxing and then like started like rapping on it and all that kind of stuff and that's like super fun thing i, I like to do at some point in the week all, all the time and then i well i i also was using Rubik's cubes for a while, so I can still solve Rubik's cubes, and I like um, doing magic tricks, like all the sleight of hand stuff with cards. Ah, cool! Yeah, I, I did that like five years ago or something. So I still got a couple tricks, and then nice. another th thing I really love, which we restarted last year. I was always um, jumping down stuff when I was like a kid, from like bridges into water and like um, splash diving. You know, and mm -hmm. I stopped doing that when I was like, yeah, for like six or seven years. And last year, uh, my buddy Moritz and me, we started jumping down stuff again. <laughs> like we were looking for bridges all all the time, and like went to the uh, to the um, Freibad, like a where you could jump down like the ten meter plateau yeah. and, and do backflips and and make yeah you used, the... used to love that as a kid yeah it's so awesome and we really got into it we even like we're running into a store and, and get ourselves like these these um, diving suits so it doesn't hurt that much if you fuck it up <laughs> I, <laughs> so, I fucked it up once from like a seven and a half meter and i like i threw up after it and like my my whole body hurt for like 
three hours after that. Yeah, there's like a Moritz also tried like double front flip last year. <laughs> He's laughing, and he did like one and one and then three quarters of a front flip, and then like split, like he opened up, and he was literally double front flip straight to the back from like five meters. Ah. <laughs> there's such a funny video. It's like. <laughs> yeah, I think I think I I fucked up a front flip from a seven and a half meter and yeah. over rotated and my stomach hit like like not like totally flat but at a slight angle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love it. But it's great, great, great feeling. And sometimes it it needs to hurt at some point to get to a certain level, so that's okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, now one of my favorite questions: uh, What's your favorite fingerboard video? Or Ooh. a couple of your favorite fingerboard videos. Um, I I answered that question like uh, Ollie asked me a couple a couple weeks ago, but which was really like one major influence was definitely like um, Taylor Rosenbar, Bacon Egg and Steez. <laughs> at that one with a there's like a there's like a track in the background. I think it's from in in Cubus or something. I'm not quite sure, but that one was. Uh, was something I'm, I'm remembering and then everything with nick and then the elise video i was i was talking about before and then there's no favorite video really it's it's crazy i, I can't really tell also there's there's so many options all the time but yeah those three mm. and, and all the herrick stuff back in the days like at, at harry's old basement and yeah yeah the, the nick video with like cantaloupe from us three um there's there's an awesome video of nick being at harry's place that one was great too need to check that out again i think i've watched it in the past but haven't for a while yeah yeah um, awesome Groove, if you groove, could yes he funky bounce bounce dance <laughs> <laughs> if you could get one black river park which one would it be um i mean the new one is pretty sick but yeah, it's certainly only written that like like at uh, at the fast fingers and mm -hmm. you know there's a bunch of people at fast fingers yeah yeah actually actually i'm always uh if i if i maybe i'm I'm still hoping that at some point i maybe can like plan my my own black river park at some point maybe that's happening at some point i'm not quite sure that would be dope <laughs> that, that would be super sick and then i would have like a a super low park like nothing too high no super huge handrails like everything a little bit lower And that would be so, so the opposite of how they were like when I first started. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like the exact opposite. But like the, the G7, I no, not G7. It was the the one that is in the Black Hero store too. There's like one Black Hero park still with the with the handrail in the middle that is like. A, oh yeah, uh, I think that's the uh, G14. If I'm yeah, I, I'm not correct. I don't know it anymore with all the G. 13 12 yeah I, i only know a couple and mm -hmm. I, i think that's the g14 or yeah 13. that one was pretty low but i but i always was thinking like it, it was not made for doing like runs you know and yes, i if i have a, I, i like one end of the park and hate the other end yeah exactly it, it's it's just not that good for doing runs and and if i if i use a fingerboard park i love to just cruise around and pretend i'm skating and like have or use the same physics like If, if there's like some way where I need to like make it look unrealistic, that kind of stops my flow. I don't know. Mm. And, and the, for example, there's this G6, I think, 
with the quarter pipes at the end and then the mini ramp on the, on the one end and then there's this London gap and that park worked super good for doing runs for example you could just the, run around uh, all the time like one of the really old ones or yeah i think it's a g6 where the london london gap thing was in the middle with the in the middle yeah yeah that, that could be because uh like back in the day the the park i rode the most was the g3 yeah and that one was also surprisingly good for uh, for runs it had like the big mama in uh, in the one end yeah and uh, on the side it had a big london gap uh, a steep handrail uh, also like a quarter in between and a bank and on the other side it had also two quarters and uh, like a a bank to bank uh, yeah. gap and yeah if you can if you can just go forth and back and forth all the time that's just awesome. There's this one park uh, at Fast Fingers all the time, which is also super old with all the colors, and it looks like a Rastafari park with like the green, yellow, red pieces. Do you mean the one that's basically two or three parks? Yeah, yeah it's super long. Other? It's super yeah, that's, long. Uh, that's uh, like those parks were my era. Yeah, I, exactly. I think I actually judged the Fast Fingers where that one was used. Yeah. But, Damn, that yeah, the, so long ago. <laughs> yeah, crazy. like first the, the G3 Extended was like the, the first big thing. It was like two parts and it had like a big mini at one end instead of the uh, big mama. Crazy. And like I've, I think one or two years after uh, there was the Extended Extended or whatever it's called where it's mm -hmm. basically three parts and you could like I don't think even Ramon would uh, would make one lap around that park <laughs> that's a good one yeah I, someone needs to film him uh during like a contest run and see if he can get around the whole thing <laughs> actually like when i, I did like uh, these one take videos and yeah i, I remember yeah, yeah exactly and uh, they look hard as fuck yeah 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 it, it was always it took a while all the time and um but there was like the end of the video was like going like doing one line through the whole a colorful park i think mm. but like just one side not not both of the sides yeah <laughs> and just all these and things yeah i mean that that's basically how elias uh, or elias did a, a lot of his runs back in the day like he would just do kickflips in contests yeah but he would do them onto everywhere and everything first try yeah like the calculated uh, run thing, uh, like knowing exactly what you're doing and what you're not doing, is like a thing that I pretty much attribute to uh, to him being the first one to do, like to actually think about how you do and not doing like everything you can, like just because he's able to do every trick in the book. Yeah, 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 it's super crazy. I also always, um, if I'm like participating at like, I don't know, fast fingers or something. I'm always thinking like, oh, I could just do like not that much of a flip tricks, but just flow around super, super nice and have fun. And I'm always thinking like that's that's even more nicer than flipping around all the time, flip in, flip out and just yeah. do simple tricks, but make them look super nice and flowy. Use the whole park. That's, that's yes. something I really appreciate if, if there's somebody. Yeah, no, when, when I'm judging, that's also what I appreciate as a judge because yeah yeah <laughs> um 
Uh, speaking of parks, do you prefer to have a flat ground with an obstacle or a park? I mean, if there's a park, there should be a park. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. I mean, but I'm okay with, with like, a, at home, for example, I, I just have like my my concrete table and then just a couple couple obstacles and I'm I'm also good with that but I'm always happy if I get to like the Aussie Berlin store or to Blacker City uh, yeah. I really appreciate using a park at some point because it's just yeah it's different you can go for just yeah go back and forth as I said and that that's just super fun I can really get into like a I don't know How's it called? Flow and then just yeah. board all the time and not think about anything else. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's the best. Yeah. Um, heel flip or kick flip? Oh, kick flips definitely. <laughs> uh, do you have a favorite fingerboarder? Uh, yeah, Nick for sure. And then all. Yeah, I figured as much. <laughs> yeah, 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 Nick for sure. But there's also like uh, a couple guys I like uh, these days too. Um, for example. Sam Aruni is awesome from the States. And then, uh, what's his name? Like Chris Petrenic, like the new, mm -hmm. uh, the homie from Mike. Chris is, is insane, man. He's like, I don't know. I, I love, he, he's he's having like a pretty similar view on, on fingerboarding like I have. And I feel like there's not that much people where I can just see He's having the same thoughts when fingerboarding, and that's what mm. I what I like super much. And I I know because he he's also a super good skateboarder. He's he's ripping like he's he's super good on on the big one too. And you can really see that he's like copying like the magic of skateboarding in a way that not many people do. You know, and mm. that's what I appreciate. And then also all, all the guy all the guys from like Portugal, the the Oak Wheels yeah. homies all these no comply guys holy crap it's crazy and then there's a couple like super tech guys on instagram that do like i mean i don't i, I need to be be like um i need to be honest on that it's like i, I don't like the tech stuff but it's just impressive <laughs> it's, it's just impressive yeah. like flip in flip in flip out flip all that like four four Or five flip tricks in one trick is it's like what the fuck, dude? And like riding backwards and, and flipping yeah. whatever. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Yeah, I, I also like like seeing like flowy stuff much more. Mm. But I'm super impressed when uh, when people do the flip in between a grind and then do it again and yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> um what was your first event? Ooh, but I think it was Fast Fingers. Oh, no, 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 no. Wait, it was, I don't know, sure. Like my first Fast Fingers was in 2008. So, so number 11. Yeah, no, it was the, the uh, first world championships, like where it yeah. was announced yeah. as the world first first world championship. Yeah, and, makes and, sense because I was at the, at the first European championship. and Yeah, exactly. And, and then there was like a tiny event, like 15 kilometers from my hometown away. But I think that was afterwards, actually. So I'm I'm pretty confident it's fast fingers. It was fast fingers, and then I didn't miss any of them. Actually, like I went to every fast nice. fingers since then. It's crazy, yeah. Yeah, I, I skipped from uh, fast fingers 10 all the way to fast fingers 20. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> ten years. Cool. Yeah, even even more than 10 years. Like uh, yeah, 2007 to 2019. Crazy. Yeah. Um. 
Uh, what's your favorite food? Mm, that's a good question. Yesterday and today we had like wraps, which is pretty awesome. But um, yeah, I would, I would go like with the classic pizza probably. And what I really like is uh, tiramisu. <laughs> mm, yeah, I, I would oh, kill for a good tiramisu. Oh damn, like a good self-made one. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> And Paulana Spezi, like the. There's, there's like a. I, I literally have like tons of empty bottles, uh, like uh, standing around me. <laughs> Sick, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to not drink as much of them, but like I got at least like four to five every week or something. It's like yeah, yeah. I I cut back on the sugar. Like I used to have always a case of them on on my balcony. Yeah. And then I was like, no, I need to cut on the sugar, and now yeah, it's so it's, it's like a. Only when I when I go somewhere and need like a drink for for a car ride or something like that. Mm. Um, loose tide or medium trucks? Uh, medium, but I can also use uh, loose trucks at some point if I if I have like the the cruiser set up and like a, just using it for bowl riding. Like mm. on my on my bowl setup, I I like to have loose trucks. But like everything that has to do with like curb rail and all that kind of stuff, I need to have them like medium. Yeah, medium. That's it, pretty much. The the regular uh, Black River bushings, but then like if you if you crash them in for a while, they get more loose, and then it's perfect. Mm. Like they're orange ones. Yeah. Um. What was your last personal NBD? <sighs> wow. Like good... it doesn't have to be an an NBD in general, just a, an NBD for you. I can just Or the last trick you were stoked at. Yeah, I, I can just tell like the first one that got into my mind now, which was pretty awesome. I was I was filming for, uh, I think it was a flat face video, not not the last one, but or maybe it was the last one. I don't know. And then I did like switch pupeki grind, you know, so switch back one eighty mm -hmm. and then regular nose grind, and then I did like yeah. switch front side three sixty heel flip out. I was like using my. Adrian Witzel strategy and then like switch Pupeki and then like <laughs> just flip out and then switch fronts at 360 heels. So yeah, that was, that, that was a wild one. That, that was probably one of the more crazy tech moves. I'm, I'm not actually, yeah, yeah, I'm not, I'm not doing like as much crazy stuff anymore because I kind of lose interest in it. Like, I don't know. I'm, I'm doing mm. the same stuff for years. I feel like there's just, At some point, maybe here and there, something new I learned. But yeah, I kind of feel like I did all that kind of stuff back in the day. So it's okay. <laughs> Been there, done that. Yes. Um, uh, what's your most hated trick in a game of skate? Mm. The one you like least doing? Regular impossibles. <laughs> I love them. <laughs> I can do them, but like, or like, even worse, like switch impossible. <laughs> I love every kind of impossible. Yeah, I'm bad. At... I mean, I'm 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 from back in the day, so impossibles were were a lot back then. Yeah, that, that's the that's the trick how you can beat me in a game of skate. Then <laughs> okay, I have to, have to write that down. Um, uh, cats or dogs? Dogs. I'm definitely gonna have a dog at some point. We were talking about that like two hours ago or something. <laughs> yeah. Um, who are your sponsors? Uh, uh Preets, Blackover, and uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's uh, yeah, it's Solibrix. 
<laughs> I got, I got Solid Bricks. Shout out to Solid Bricks, Robin uh, from Cologne. <laughs> and then, yeah, I mean, I'm not quite sure if I can say it, but I'm super good with Mike from Flatface. Mm -hmm. I'm supporting what he does, and I'm super good with Matt from Joycold, and I'm also supporting what he does because, yeah, and also like. Oak wheels, like I, I just love all of them, and I don't know. It's yeah, you just have to love Ricardo. Yeah, like, it's uh, I love and like the the whole Portugal crew is yeah, <laughs> fucking amazing. Uh, thirty two or thirty four millimeter. Thirty two. Uh, do you have any dream sponsors left, or do you have them all? Mm, I think. I'm good. Maybe like outside of fingerboarding or something. <laughs> yeah, no. I need Red a Polana sponsorship. Oh yeah, that that would be that would be helpful. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, what's your favorite Instagram follow? So the 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 uh, account you like seeing new content of the most? Uh, fuck advertisements. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like the. I like I like the kind of humor that this page kind of communicates. I don't know. It's so funny. <laughs> and uh, the very last question: uh, What's your favorite overall company? Damn, favorite overall company? Yeah, Black River. <laughs> yeah, figured. <laughs> yep. <laughs> what else should I say? I mean, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, I think this uh, actually brings us to a close. Nice. And yeah, thank you so uh, so much for uh, for doing this with me. Easy. And yeah, uh, thank you everyone for listening. And you'll catch me in the next episode. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>